0: Chargers rookies are reporting to training camp today and there are going to be several who are asked to have big roles for this team in 2022. So we're going to talk about how they're going to have to earn it and which rookies that the Chargers drafted could potentially miss the cut.
1: You are locked on Chargers. Your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers. Part of the Locked
0: On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. We've been covering the Chargers together for over six seasons now. but We're headed into our fifth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free every day on all platforms. And David, training camp Is somewhat here and we will take it because it's the offseason and it means that we're going to have some content coming out of the training camp and seeing how some of these rookies are going to fare. And today we are focusing on the rookies, the Chargers drafted and which of them could be starters right away. Who is actually fighting for a starting job in training camp right now? It's looking like Zion Johnson has it and has a big step towards already winning that job as we see it. But there's several guys like JT Woods and Isaiah Spiller who could be asked. For early playing time potentially, but it's going to depend on how they perform at this training camp because this is the most important time of their rookie season and they're going to have to go out there and earn it. And it's the same thing with guys like Tito Abonia while the later round guys are just fighting for a roster spot because if you're picked in the late sixth or the seventh round, you're going to be fighting for a roster spot and there's a few guys in the Chargers, your Taylor, Xander, Horvath that are going to have to put it together in training camp if they want to make this team coming up, which is a good thing for the Chargers. But when you're talking about starters, David, I think Zion Johnson is truly the only player competing. I put air quotes next to that to be a starter to start the season.
1: Yeah. I mean, you look at this roster and we've talked about it all throughout the off season. It's just one of those rosters that just does not have a lot of holes. There's not a lot of starting spots that are up for grabs, but Zion Johnson is playing a position that, There is no incumbent starter other than more than likely himself. So, yes, he is in prime position to step right out of college and step right into the pros and start right away. And that does not happen very often. But in his his case, I think you can look at this roster, Daniel, and you can feel pretty comfortable saying that he is the best option to play right guard for the Chargers starting this 2022 season.
0: One, well, he's just the only guy where it's like he is so obviously the best option, the best case scenario for the Chargers is he goes out there and he's starting for you week one at right guard. And what it also represents is the biggest addition to the Chargers offensive line, something that obviously took a major step in its rebuild last year with the money invested in guys like Corey Lindsley and Matt Filer and also investing in a first round pick on Rashawn Slater. But the Chargers did it in back to back years, picking Zion Johnson this year in the first round. And you get picked with that pick, to come in and to be a starter right away. But I think the other thing is, too, Chargers are just in a better position than they were last year. Because last year, you were expecting two dudes to come in and start for you right away. And and both did an admirable job, and one was an all-pro and Rashawn Slater. But like even Asante Simo Jr., you knew he was going to have to start for you. You didn't have any other options, really. This year, you're really only relying on one. And they really need it to work out, David, because he's so far and clearly above any other player that they could have man that position for them right now that as much as he needs to put it together in training camp so he's ready week one, the Chargers need him to be ready for week one as well because he's going to go out there and be protecting instantly one of the most valuable assets in the entire NFL and Justin Herbert.
1: Yeah, and if you're thinking to yourself – What makes this guy qualified to be able to go step in here and protect Justin Herbert? Well, allow me to give you a little refresher course on Zion Johnson here. He graduated with a degree in computer science. So he is incredibly intelligent. Another guy that's just incredibly intelligent. And
0: Boston College is just a, a really, really tough school. But yeah, yes,
1: exactly. And I mean, hey, he just joins Rashawn Slater, another guy coming from Northwestern. Northwestern yeah. Just two ridiculously, you know, prestigious educational uh, institutions. Also, a two-time captain. He's incredibly smart, like I mentioned. And oh, by the way, he's not just smart, but he's durable too. He didn't miss a game. He played fifty-eight straight games. He is fantastic. He logged double-digit starts at multiple positions on the offensive line. He's incredibly versatile. Oh, and by the way, he only gave up three sacks in three years. Hmm. So this dude is technically proficient. He is an animal as a run blocker. He road grades people. He annihilates people. He runs through them. He has an incredibly strong base and he is a fantastic pass protector. He is one of the cleanest, one of the safest picks of the 2022 draft as far as we saw it. And I think he is very much equipped to step in and play very good football right away.
0: Yeah, and I mean, to me, his story plays a part into that, too, because the man started out at Davidson, not scholarship, right? And he was weighing 225 pounds. And he turned into the 320-pound behemoth that he is now, built like a brick house. And like the thing about that is, obviously, it's two different situations. But we saw him go from Davidson and then move into a big conference like the ACC and still be successful and one of the best offensive linemen in the country and he took it in stride he was able to adjust his body he was able to adjust his play they started playing him at tackle and then he had to move to guard and still was one of the best offensive linemen in the country and it just shows you what this dude has been able to do and that he has consistently his entire career continued to get better and better which is exactly what you have to do when you're stepping up to the NFL level but another guy David then I think doesn't fit into the starter list, obviously, but a guy that we expect to get instant playing time, who I expect to get snaps in week one is Isaiah Spiller. And obviously part of that is just the easiest path to playing time because he's competing with Joshua Kelly, Larry Roundtree, and two undrafted free agent rookies. This is a a position where the Chargers need a boost, right? They spent a fourth round pick on Isaiah Spiller to be that boost, to be that RB2. And I think out of all of the rest of the guys on this list, he easily has the easiest path to playing time.
1: Right. I mean, because when you look at the other names, you know, that played running back for the chargers last year, not named Austin Eckler, they didn't really do anything. <laughs> Unfortunately yeah. for Larry Roundtree and Josh Kelly, they averaged what a little over two yards a carry. They just were not productive. And and the thing is, is the, the Chargers offense was kind of pigeonholed a little bit because when Austin Eckler comes off the uh, off the football field, you kind of know what's gonna happen. They're gonna throw the football a lot because they couldn't really trust the other guys to, to tote the rock and get productive yards to allow Austin Eckler to get those blows. Now enter in Isaiah Spiller, a guy who's coming from the sec, another sec running back, but a guy who has fantastic vision has very good contact balance. He does excellent, an excellent job at running in between the tackles. And he was a leader for that Texas A&M team as well. So he has the right pedigree, His father played professional sports as well, so you know he's a a fan. You know he's a fantastic running back. A a rookie uh, has a fresh body, so he's going to be coming in here, and he does probably have the best opportunity to come in here and you know, hey, get five to ten possible touches a game to try to spell Austin Eckler and keep Austin Eckler more fresh throughout the season.
0: Yeah, the thing about that situation is just it was it's unsustainable to continue to give Austin Eckler that usage rate just really just for any running back. And I, well, yeah, I mean, it's just asking for disaster, right? It's yes. just, it, you, you shouldn't have to rely on that. And it wasn't just them not being able to run the ball. Well, last year it was the guys behind Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson less so, but like missing yeah. in pass protection and things like yeah. that. And that's one of the yeah. reasons I think Isaiah Spiller specifically can come in and play right away is, that's one of the biggest things you have to do, and as, at least as far as a college running back goes, he was, was really, really good yeah. at that. I mean, obviously, still missed some assignments here and there, sure. but it pass protecting running backs in college is like one of the worst things out there. Like and none of them can usually do it coming out, and he's a and, dude. And
1: they're not really asking them to do that either. So they don't. Well, get a and lot he's of asked, getting doing asked to it.
0: do it against Alabama and Georgia linebackers, right? Like it, yeah. the toughest dudes that you're going to come across. NFL factories. Sure, and he's on a, a very good pass catcher as well. So he has a very yeah. well rounded game. He has excellent vision, and I think he gets because if you did not test well athletically, that's the biggest red flag here. Just because when you compare him against guys who usually do well coming out of the draft, they usually test better than Isaiah Spiller did. But he's also still a dude that let's not forget had twelve hundred and eighty six yards after contact the last two seasons, Woo. according to PFF, and also forced a hundred missed tackles over the last two years so I think he has more wiggle than a lot of people give him credit for, but that's the biggest red flag. And, and I still some people think people
1: don't test. Well, Daniel, some people just don't test. Well, some people like just David don't fit. School. Well, yeah, yeah, I definitely that's was kidding. horrible. I mean, especially as a he's the one coach. that
0: has the degree.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have a degree for sure, but, thank uh, God but I had, yes, didn't have to do course. a lot of math, but for sure. Isaiah Spiller, he's not going to have to do a lot of math either. He's just going to have to show up in pads and do what he does. And I think that his physical nature is going to help him at the NFL level.
0: And the thing is, too, they don't need him to be Alvin Kamara, right? They don't need no. him to be Austin Eckler. They just need him to be a guy who can come in and do enough. And, and Which not is Isaiah make it, Spiller, baby. Make it a little bit less of a drop-off when you go to Austin Eckler to whoever that next guy is and to stay on the field. Because obviously Justin Jackson was good in the RB2 world but just could not stay healthy. So that's the most important thing. But I think another guy that just missed this part of the show was JT Woods because he's another guy where I can see the path for him at playing time. But this is going to be the most important, toughest part of his season as far as trying to get on the field because this is where he's going to have to show that he can tackle a lot better than he did at college because he has the traits and the takeaway ability to get on the field early on. So we're going to talk about him and a couple other guys fighting for a rotational role coming up after this. But it's going to be tough for any of these guys, especially defensively with all the additions, to find a way to find snaps on this Chargers team. But all of us have been in a tough spot at one time or another, and I can tell you I definitely was because I just got done with my bachelor party. So things were a little tough, and I used the Dave app, and I would have suggested to anyone out there who finds themselves in a tough time, you need some money to buy me a wedding present, you need a couple of dollars for gas. Dave is the perfect place to go because we've all been in that situation. And if you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, it can be really stressful when those unexpected expenses come up. Something goes wrong with your car. Something goes wrong with your tooth. We've all been there, and Dave is the place that you go to help you out of that situation. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, more money to buy me a wedding present, and you can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out every day without the hangups because there's no interest and there's no credit check needed. And millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get financial relief that they need with extra cash. So make sure you guys download the Dave app from the app store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for the extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly for the terms and conditions. Go to dave.com legal. Instant transfer fees apply. They you provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Thank God I survived the bachelor party because that would have been rough. David trying to barely. do this all by himself. But yes, no, it was it was barely and it was an incredible, incredible time. But happy to be back here with you guys. Thank you for your understanding that we weren't here yesterday for that show. But we should be here the rest of the week for you guys. More great content roster battles. What and free agents we like to potentially make the team in much more. But make sure you guys are checking out the big thing Lockdown has going on right now because the NFL stars who are worth the most betting-wise are being broken down by the Locked On NFL. Starting yesterday, they're giving you the top 50 most valuable players in the NFL from an odds maker's perspective. Available July 18th, so right now from Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcast from. But JT Woods, David, is a guy who's a little bit of a wild card because he doesn't have as easy of a, pl- a path to playing time as someone like Isaiah Spiller. But I do think he finds himself going into training camp with a very good opportunity to carve out a role for this Chargers defense because he has takeaway ability. He has a speed that they really desperately kind of needed last year and that showed up in a bad way too many times. But there's some things that he has to correct, and it starts with his tackling because he can do anything he wants through the rookie camp, and he did miss some time waiting to sign that contract. But now is the first chance he gets to tackle somebody. And for me, David, that was just the one big hang-up with this guy when I was watching his film
1: yeah i mean besides the tackling issue i mean he's long he's tall he's fast he's six foot two 190 and ran a 436 so i mean when you look at those things right there you're like yes 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 i like all of that that's going I to like, play Leg like
0: college football and take interceptions too yeah, which is nice yeah. yeah 12
1: passes defense nine interceptions and we can't forget the best nickname in all of college sports—the heartbreak kid. <laughs> Come on, man! You have to it. bring it up every single time because it, because it is that good. But yes, for JT Woods, he doesn't have a, a crystal clear path to playing time. But the guy who played backup free safety for them last year, which was Alohi Gilman, I, I think we all saw a lot to be desired. From Alohi Gilman's play, and I, I think if you you take JT Woods and you put him back there, you feel comfortable with his range, you feel comfortable with his ball skills, but yeah. he has to come into training camp and show everyone, more most importantly, the coaches that he has improved on that tackling because hey, they're not going to throw the ball every every time. They, you got to be able to come up and run support and and be able to put a hit on these running backs and get them on the ground. And he has to be more sure more, uh, be a more sure tackler. He's got to get these guys uh, on the route. Ra- he's got to wrap up and he's got to stop launching. That's kind of one of the things that we saw from his tape wrap up a little bit more consistently. And then you could see yourself on the field quite a bit for the chargers this year.
0: And the reason being because Derwin James, they like to move him around a lot. Yeah. So even though this could technically be a safety three, as we see it right now, what he's trying yeah. to fight for, it's really a sub-package role where he could be that six defensive back on the field or something yeah. along those lines, right? And that's where he somebody's going to get that playing time, and he's going to be battling it out with Elohi Gilman, who could be on the roster bubble, and Mark Webb, who could be on the roster bubble, depending on how that breaks out, right? Because Staley did say that Mark Webb, they thought he was going to have significant playing time last year before he ended up getting hurt and that kind of derailed everything. But JT Woods is a guy that it's like, You want to get him on the field, but you're not going to be able to do it unless you see enough from him in training camp and in the preseason as far as him being that physical force because he is the last line of defense on certain plays. If he's out there playing that specific spot, you need him to be able to come through and make that tackle. But as far as the trigger, wanting to get downhill – he has the want to, to do it. I don't think it's a an ability thing at all with his tackling. I think it's just more of a technique thing, and I think he can be taught because the athleticism, the willingness to hit is there, which is obviously the most important thing because you don't want somebody who wants to shy away from that contact. Not at this level. But there's a couple other guys, David, I think, that are vying for roles on this team as rookies that the Chargers drafted. And the next one's Tito Abonia, who the, the biggest thing against him right now is just, Such a crowded room where it's like, I'm not even 100% how this room's going to play out yet. We're going to break it down for you probably later this week. But you're talking about a Tito, Braden Fajoko, Christian Covington, Morgan Fox, Jerry Tillery, Sebastian Joseph Day, Austin Johnson. That's seven dudes right now. Joe Gaziano. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's seven right there before you even say anyone else. Right. And I don't know if the Chargers are going to keep more than six. So it's already going to be tough. And as a fifth round pick, I think he has a leg up as far as making the team. And with defensive linemen, those dudes rotate. Even the best defensive tackles like that—you're not playing 100 percent of the snaps for a game. So, like, he could be in a reserve role, David, and he's going to have to earn it because there's some guys in there who are going to be hungry just to fight for that roster spot.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Otito Abonya coming out of UCLA—I mean, he's—he is a house. He's six foot four, 326 pounds, so he is gigantic. He has a very large and powerful frame. I mean, he's a very, very strong guy. He's a guy that you're—he's going to come in and, and try to eat up double teams that's you know basically what you know his his calling card what his bread and butter is going to be at the next level the only thing for him is he's just not a very quick guy i mean when, when whenever you're that big it's kind of hard to have that quick twitch um and he's not a very good pass rusher at all so he's going to be a guy that's going to make his money stopping the run and and like i said eating up those double teams and trying to get penetration that way so he can allow his other defenders and his other linebackers to come in and make plays
0: Yeah, and I mean, with what Brandon Still wants his defensive lineman to do, being long is a super big part of that. And being able to just stand up, be able to shed the blocks after, you know, you're trying to get double teams or something like that, to be able to shed those blocks and be able to make tackles is something he wants you to be able to do in this one and a half gap system that he kind of is trying to run. And that's what they didn't have last year's guys, enough guys who could do that, right, and play that kind of style. Tito, to me, is a, more of a project. I think it's going to be yeah. hard for him to get significant snaps early on, but obviously this is a dude that is, is stashed in the fifth round, right, to hopefully make an impact at that position for you later on on a cheap contract, right? That's why I'm, I'm going to go and pick a dude like this.
1: I'm glad that you got guys like, like uh, you know, Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin Johnson in that room now, guys that can really show him how to play the run at the NFL level that have of NFL course. experience getting that stuff done. I think it's more that's...
0: important that they have just the experience in Brain and Sealy's defense because as oh, we yeah. saw last year, I mean, just getting the guys to be lined up and be covering the same gaps that they're supposed to be is not a given, right? right. That's something you have to learn. So I think from a yeah. mental perspective, it's even better because Morgan Fox has played in it too. Sebastian Joseph yeah. Day, those guys obviously know what is expected from them on yep. the defensive line. And I think as far as, him specifically, and just I think the general problem at defensive tackle, like it, these are good problems to have. Like, if you're having yeah. a hard time because all these dudes are playing well, that's a much different situation than they were in in 2021. But yeah. the last guy here is Jamari Sawyer, who I think, even though a backup offensive lineman doesn't play like a backup defensive tackle, right? You're not rotating right. in your yeah. right guard and left guard. But I think what Jamari Sawyer is fighting for is that next guard up right out of this situation because we know matt Filer and zion johnson as we see it right now are they going to be the starters more than likely matt Filer obviously is going to be a starter but zion johnson is going to be too so yeah with those guys you're trying to as always as we've talked about on the show many times avoid a senio calamity situation right and that's why jamari sawler is really truly fighting for a very important spot on this Chargers team because we saw what happened when they had to go to the backups in the interior offensive line. And the way I see it right now is it's probably him, Brendan Hymas and Will Clapp, who is the guy who's a backup center and also has guard flexibility. And is also the only guy that's actually played with Brendan Nugent on the Chargers offensive line, their new offensive line coach who replaced Frank Smith. So as we saw last year, I mean, usually if you don't hear about your backup guard, that's a good thing, but when you have a guy like this, who has his pedigree, who dropped for whatever reasons in the draft, but was the starting left tackle for the national championship Georgia Bulldogs last
1: year, who gave up one pressure, by the way,
0: gave up one pressure last season. I mean, that that's not a bad guy to have in that in that roster, right? In that bullpen coming off the bench, and we'll see what he can yeah, do. Yeah, that was in the I national
1: mean, title game, just to be clear.
0: Yeah, yeah, one, yeah, that would. Be, if it was for the season, I don't think he's probably going in the sixth round <laughs> but like this dude has game and i think he'll be a valuable asset that's going to come in handy at some point it maybe makes your depth look
1: way better that's for sure
0: well of course but it, it, it's gonna be interesting because they weren't ready to rush brendan hymas in last year that's another yeah. battle that we're going to talk about where it's going to be very interesting to see kind of what his development has been like because they obviously weren't ready to put him on last year but not everyone goes on the same right path to training to getting on the field but Better to be in that situation than to be literally fighting for your life and fighting for a roster spot, which on the next segment we're getting into the guys. Any one of the three of them could not make this 50 man, 53-man roster. And two of them are probably competing with each other. So we're gonna get into that. But one thing that's never a hard decision, like maybe Jazeer Taylor and Dean Leonard, is picking what kind of protein bar you want. Because there's only one option. It's Bilt Bar. And right now it's the coconut chocolate brownie puff that you have to be checking out because it is. Coconut brownie chunk—it was already one of the best built bar regular protein bars that was out there. Now they're making it into puffs. It's lighter. It's even better now than it once was. And right now they are selling it for a limited time at built.com. You guys definitely have to check it out because you could be eating, you know, the chalky waxy protein bars that you probably have been eating, or you can upgrade your protein bar game and get something that actually feels like a treat. It feels bad when you're eating a little bit because it's like, oh, I don't know if I'm supposed to have something that tastes this good. But it'll fit on your diet, too, because it's low sugar, low carb, high in protein and high in fiber. So step your protein game up with the Coconut Brownie Chunk Puff at Built Bar right now, because that is the best protein bar you're going to find. And they're all 100 percent covered in chocolate and soft and easy to chew. So stop drawing and listen. They're good for you and they taste great. That's something that's very, very hard to find in the wild, as I've always told you. And for me, if it doesn't taste good, I'm just straight up not going to eat it. So I've loved Built Bars. I've been, really, really, they've helped me got, get through this whole wedding season, right? And I mean, it was one of the only things I, when I had COVID a couple of weeks ago, that really, really saved me just because I needed something, needed something that tasted good. And I used Built Bar. And right now they have the best flavor you're going to find. So go to Bilt.com and use the promo code right now, LOCKED15. And you can even save money off your box of Built Bars. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. All right, so the guys that we've talked about so far, none of them are guaranteed playing time, probably except for Zion Johnson and Isaiah Spiller, as we see it right now. But these guys, David, aren't really fighting for a playoff for playing time as much as they're just fighting for their NFL career, which is always a crazy thing. And that's what you have to keep in perspective with a lot of these young guys, too. It's like, if it doesn't work out, it might never work out for them. This is the most important time for in most of these young dudes' life, especially the late draft picks and undrafted free agents. And the Chargers are going to have some tough decisions to make because they took back-to-back corners late in the draft, and the Chargers cornerback room is now much deeper, too. It's another (laughs) position where you you can't really just write both of these guys in because as we see it right now, David, with that, it's J.C. Jackson, Asante Samuel, Jr., Michael Davis, Bryce Callahan, Tavon Campbell, and even Kamon Hall, right? Because he at least has been with this team and has a little bit of flexibility, too. So he has a leg up in some of those situations, but... Now it's Dean Leonard, a seventh round pick, and Jazier Taylor trying to find a way on this team. And both of them are different with their pros and cons, but as we see it right now, David, it almost feels like they're directly taking each other on to fight for a roster spot at the end of this roster
1: yeah unfortunately this isn't the jaguars i mean this isn't going to be a spot where you're a late round pick and and you're you know have a good chance to make the roster sorry
0: wig dude just check out the jaguars for no reason i love you
1: wig but you know let's be real man we haven't had the the best uh, teams the last several years but the chargers uh actually have a fantastic roster and And justin
0: herbert's hair is better than trevor lawrence's go ahead
1: Oh, absolutely. The the defensive back room, the corner room is there is very full. There's not a lot of open room that's going to be in that room. There's not a lot of spots to to take. So these two guys, you know, as 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 important as it is going to be to show what they can do on defense. I've said many times and I'll say again, I feel like they're going to have to show their worth on special teams first and foremost for them to make this roster you know whether that's being a gunner whether that's you know being just a screaming demon making tackles that's what they're going to have to do to really show off and show out and be able to show the coaching coaching staff that they belong on this roster the chargers had one of the worst special teams units in the league last year and the year before that so they need to improve that unit and i think part of the reason for this pick these picks late in the draft was getting guys that have crazy athleticism and speed to try to improve that unit
0: yeah and both of these guys I mean have pretty good speed right four four speed so that's always good it's yeah. fast enough to play at the NFL level for sure and yeah you're looking for traits and I think the tough thing about this conversation is both guys kind of really bring different things to the table and they're in two very different situations because in the case of you know Jazeer Taylor which for you, I mean, you said you wanted a screaming demon. The dude was literally a demon deacon. So, like, I don't know if that plays <laughs> a factor in it for you if he's the leader in your maybe. clubhouse. But I see one in jaseer Taylor who's maybe more fit for certain parts of special team because he's a guy that at least might get a crack at the return position. His yep. first career kickoff attempt that he ever had was a touchdown so i mean he does have that but didn't return kicks the last year but the other thing was is he played like six seasons at wake forest like he got all the extra eligibility due to covid and all of those things whereas dean leonard went to college in canada yeah. for a couple of seasons and and dominated at the canadian you know college football
1: first team all at, the twice. Time, yeah, at the same
0: time yeah the same time though you only have two seasons of him with NCAA experience with Ole Miss where he's going up against premier competition and his first year, he didn't really play as much. So like he has one starting year at the sec level, which is obviously a great thing to see for someone like that. And what got him onto the Chargers roster way. And the other thing is though, is for him specifically, he has better size. He doesn't have as much speed, but I do see him as more of a guy who can play on the outside. And when you have the guys like Asante Seema jr. And smaller guys, Bryce Callahan, another guy, I think you go. I I would lean towards the guy who could do both. And I'm not sure Jazeer Taylor can do both. And last year, also, Jazeer Taylor, supposedly, according to Dane Brugger gave up five touchdowns and had nine penalties. So there's a lot to yeah. clean up there. So it's it better to have more tape when the tape's not as good or less tape, you know, and more mystery? Because I do think yeah. Dean Leonard is more of a pros project, right? As a prospect. But it's just going to be what they prefer. Like, do they want yeah. a guy who can return? Because, yeah, obviously they want the special teams value uh, at any late roster spot, but specifically mm-hmm. guys at corner who can be gunners and things like that. Yep. Or do you go with the guy with Dean Leonard who might be a little bit more toolsy, has more of a frame to probably get to be an outside corner later on, is six foot tall and all has all those things. Another thing is, David, Jasir Taylor was taken 22 spots ahead of where Dean Leonard was. So obviously the Chargers had a chance at both of them and in the sixth yep. round they took Josiah Taylor and in the seventh round they took Dean Leonard.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, obviously they saw a little bit more uh, out of Jazir Taylor to, to take him a little bit earlier, but these guys at the back end of the draft, I mean, you're really just throwing shots in the dark. You're, you're trying to get guys that you, you see some traits, you see some abilities that you like, that you feel like you can cultivate, that you can teach um, at the next level. So we'll have to see which one of these two guys takes advantage of their opportunity here in training camp, because this is where yeah. it's going to be decided
0: for sure. And for and- for what it's worth, Brandon Staley said that Ryan Ficken, the new special teams coordinator, did a lot of work on Cheseo Taylor. So that's definitely, I mean, going by your kind of standards of, hey, you got to play special teams. He has a leg up in that situation. And as far as Dean Leonard goes, what he had to say about him, Brandon Staley, that is, is it like Mark Webb last year, he has a lot of traits that we feel like translate to the next level. So Mark Webb's obviously the guy we just told you, Brandon Staley thought would play significant snaps for the Chargers last year. And it's not a for sure thing that both of them don't make the roster, but like there's literally a chance neither of them make the roster. Very, it's just very be good a, chance. Yeah, like it, it's just going to be a long shot. It's like if Tavon Campbell, who has literally experience in your defense, even if he struggled at times last year, he's going to have a leg up over these dudes who have to learn it all as they're coming in. But I think the fan favorite this year is going to be easy because I think it's going to be Xander Horvath. They the fullback for the Chargers now, I mean – I don't know if he's a Viking, but he might be like a Spartan or something. Like, I mean, he's the dude play. Okay, well, this is my favorite thing about Xander Horvath. Horvath managed to return to play eight games his senior season at Purdue despite suffering a broken fibula in the second game of the season. The dude played a little bit with a broken leg, basically, and then also came back from a broken leg in the same season (laughs) to play games. But this is a weird one, David, because he brings a lot of above average traits to being a fullback because he's a much better pass catcher than most fullbacks is right that's something you don't see he's way more athletic than any fullback in the entire league because the dude ranked higher than derrick henry on the ras athletic scale as a running back which is insane he had 9.83 as a fullback and i've seen him hurdle at least four dudes like the dude is a freak athlete unfortunately i didn't get to see as much of what he's supposed to be doing a lot of now which is lead blocking
1: yeah it doesn't kind have of lot important
0: of, for a fullback yeah you know? <laughs> yeah
1: a little bit important yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, w- what's the comments it's he has our pro body and we're gonna figure it out that that's basically that's, what, that's what Brandon said. yeah that's what Brandon Staley said about Xander Horvath yeah not a lot of experience here uh for him as an actual fullback and you know I don't know if you really want him carrying the ball because although he was very fun to watch at times he did have six fumbles in 18 games so that's one of the things that you gotta you got to keep in mind but I think maybe you know just maybe they kind of saw a little Kyle use in Xander Horvath a guy who's a little bit more versatile than most fullbacks that can you know maybe be a little bit uh, of a spark in your offense here and there you know a sure. couple of special plays maybe but he is definitely going to be a guy that's probably going to have to fight for his life to make this roster and I mean that is that's If they even carry a fullback, because the fullback that they carried last year, Gabe neighbors was inactive pretty much the entire season. So he's going to have to come in here and he's going to have to prove that not only is he better fit than Gabe neighbors, but that he can actually be productive on the football field.
0: Well, the one counter I would say to that, though, is even though they didn't have Gabe neighbors active. They used the Gabe Neighbors role. They just gave it to Steven Anderson, right? So that yeah. maybe means that the receiving part of it, like a Kyle Uszchek, right, is a bigger deal for yeah. that. But you still have to be able to do the traditional things that you need out of a fullback, or you'll end up as a reserve, like Gabe Neighbors was. But Gabe Neighbors yeah. is obviously his biggest competition as a pure runner, even though he hurdles a bunch of dudes. Yeah, he has a fumble issue and he just runs super straight up. Yeah. But the dude's freaky fast has like pretty good after like. You know, lateral agility as well, at yeah. least testing wise. He tested an elite there somehow. I don't really know, but he is a dude that's going to be very easy to root for during training camp and an athletic freak where, yeah, you just want to take him late in the draft just to see what oh, he's going to do in preseason games,
1: man. I want to see what he's going to do for sure, game.
0: man. Like, I, he, I think, is going to be a big time, you know, preseason darling. We'll see how involved he is, right? Because how much is the fullback going to play? But the one thing is, though, is in Joe Lombardi's case, they, I mean, especially later on in like the Sean Payton-Drew Brees era, we're using a fullback. And the other thing is, is Shane Day comes from San Francisco where they yes. use Kyle Juszczyk that way. And we've seen them use Steven Anderson last year. who came a long way and ended up being a pretty important part of the offense in his own little kind of niche way. Yep. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show. We all can't wait to see what the rookies are able to do, especially because some of them could have some pretty, pretty big responsibilities. But overall, you're not hopefully relying on rookies nearly as much as the Chargers were in 2021. So I'm excited to see how it plays out. But thank you guys for checking out today's show. Thank you for obviously being so understanding about me having to miss a little bit more time than normal just with the wedding and everything else going on right now. Very much appreciate it. But to make sure that you don't miss the next one, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free wherever you get your podcasts from, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever. We are going to have much, much more training camp content for you guys this week. We're going to get into our undrafted free agents. We think I have the best shot to make the roster. Running back could be a part of that conversation as well. And we're also just going to be getting into the biggest training camp battles because training camp is next week. And David's going to be there day one on July 27th when it's open to the public. We are very, very excited about that. So make sure you get all of our content on it. Make sure you're following us in all the right places. And you can follow us on all of our social media because we post it there every day too. Follow me at Dan Talk Sports on Twitter and David Drogemeyer at Dro SD. His DMs are always open. You can find the show's Twitter at Lockdown LAC. You can call into the Lockdown Chargers voicemail line at 323 524 71 You can also find us on our Lockdown Chargers Instagram and our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. But we will be back with you guys tomorrow and for the rest of the week. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.